1: One grizzled Kamala Khan,
0: <laughs> one Nick Fury on the moon,
1: one fortnightly discussion of comic centered culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer.
0: I'm your other host, Eric. It's a good night, professional artist and illustration nerd.
1: And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. you home for news, reviews, slightly antagonist banter, and much, much more. This is episode 211. How's it going, Eric?
0: Um, it's all right. I got a sunburn.
1: I got a sunburn? You went outside?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll tell you all about it.
1: Oh. It's a teaser.
0: Mm-hmm. I do love teasing you.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, antsmites. Uh Later on, we'll be discussing My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness by Kami Nagata. Sad, sad books. Sadness. But also happiness. Mm-hmm. It's a spectrum.
0: And lesbians. That too. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, mostly just one, though.
0: Yeah. Well, there's like three.
1: Yeah. We'll be talking about that later. Before we get there, we have comic books that came out this past couple weeks to talk about. Are you excited? Mm-hmm. You ready?
0: I'm always excited for comical books.
1: Couldn't say it better myself. It is time. Yeah. For Flabby's Fortnightly. Flabby's Four Nightly. Where Eric and I will read a selection of the past couple weeks' books. Tell you to buy it or do not buy them. There may or may not be a mush meter involved. Our first book of the week is how do you how how do you think you say this, Eric? Isola. Isola. Isola.
0: Yeah, that's how I read it anyway. Who knows, though?
1: Yeah, it's true. It's hard to say. Uh, Isola number one. We have a story by Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kirschel. Art, Carl Kirschel, and M. Sassy K. Letters, Aditya Bidakar. This is a very, very pretty comic book.
0: Yeah. I mean, these folks know how to make pretty comic books anyway.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Part of the team from uh, Gotham Academy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This is creator-owned, independent work. It... I, I like how it introduces us to this world in that it is not afraid of throwing you in the deep end, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. It's much better to tell a story that way and we learn sort of what's going on through context. Mm-hmm. It, it manages to both be like a lot of pretty decompressed storytelling, but by not holding our hand too much it manages to really throw a lot of information out there because it very smartly, we're filling in a lot of gaps.
1: Yeah. It's, it's the the best kind of world building Mm -hmm. in that it doesn't tell you how to feel about these things. It shows you how these characters feel sometimes, but it is not saying, look at this thing. Look, isn't this impressive? You should probably be afraid of this. It's more like, that's a pretty crazy thing you're seeing. And the character is kind of scared but you don't know you don't know everything but that mystery is kind of part of the appeal um i don't it, it, you know it has a a lot of questions and a lot of things that you don't know but mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to reading and getting some of those answers there's a lot of really interesting things happening here
0: um you to be, you picked it cuz it has a kitty
1: i didn't know it had a kitty actually
0: the, I'm solicitation, not... the solicitation wasn't just Kitty no, all No, I actually
1: didn't look at the solicitation. It was a lot of people on Twitter were raving about this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's Gotham Academy. Of course I'm going to pick Carl Kershal, Brennan Fletcher. They do a great job. They do great mm-hmm. work. So, I don't know. It's a beautiful book. Um, really good w- use of subtle writing. Um, the right kind of, I don't know. Th- this, this is a, a very, very good number one issue. Uh, and it doesn't end with like a huge like cliffhanger necessarily uh it it i like it a lot i'm a, definitely a buy it's great
0: i think we need this does almost everything that we we routinely complain about i think this does it all right mhm and it's it's got a, a black tiger in it so
1: it's also secretly a
0: yeah a queen Queen, yep. princess, whatever magic.
1: Something. Stuff's yep. happening.
0: Yep. Things.
1: Hunters. Giant mm-hmm. crows. Tigers. Tigers. Uh that's by double comic books. <laughs> double Vine, Isla number one. Uh next up is Xerxes The Fall of the House of Darius and the Rise of Alexander. Number one. Story and art by Frank Miller, colors Alex Sinclair. A logo designed by Steve Miller. Didn't know he was uh, finished with that rock and roll.
0: Eh. You know, you gotta have a backup career. Uh,
1: This is a prequel to 300, as far as I know. It's
0: really what's important, I think. I don't... You don't?
1: I don't. Eric, what is... How? How do you feel?
0: Um... You know how, um, this is a super dated reference, but, you know, when Sarah Palin was in the presidential debates... Mm-hmm. And she basically didn't stand on stage and pee herself and cry. And everyone was like, she did so well. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with Frank Miller on this. Um, There's nothing overtly awful about it. I kind of don't need this in my life, but it's not wretched. And I think that there are people that enjoy Frank Miller at his Frank miller And this seems almost like Frank Miller in some parts like just you no know, try trying to hit his high points again you know it's a you're you're hit you're taking stuff from your own 300 and sin city books and cramming it in there and it's not horrible um this doesn't interest me as much as the dark knight return sequel you know with um Robbie help me what's his name Azarello Azarello yeah.
1: And and um, who did the art? Um, Adams, I believe. Um, I think Not Horrible is where I'm at as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel much of anything about it.
0: Yeah, I. Um, it doesn't excite me. It doesn't really – I don't really get super drawn into any of the characters or anything. Like I think that this is a very surface-level book that you're not supposed to – you're supposed to feel everything about this book – you're whatever you're going to get from it you're supposed to get from the fact that Frank Miller's name is on the cover. Yeah, and I don't get a whole lot out of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not that the name Frank Miller, you know, I I think of the best things he's done. Mhm. And I don't I'm not sure if we're ever going to see that again. I don't I like it took uh Brian Azarella to corral and shape uh, help shape his ideas to make that Batman Super the Batman whatever's again better I think decent I I I think I'm just this isn't bad it's not offensive which I don't I I that's I guess that's good you know it's not it's not awful but it doesn't do much I'll just if I really want this I will go read three hundred again mm-hmm. I think I don't I don't I I think I'm just a do not buy it doesn't I need I would have to have like some level of enthusiasm to really recommend this. And I'm sure if you're a Frank Miller fan, you probably already have bought this, but I'm mm-hmm. kind of, a... it's
0: it's right. It's worth, it's worth it for a, a, a Frank Miller fan. But me personally, if I'm going to read Frank Miller, like I'm going to read his daredevil or year one, ba- Batman year one, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I don't need to modern day. Frank Miller is not peak Frank Miller.
1: What about that new? No, that's,
0: that's fine. Uh,
1: what about the new YA novel he's help, he's writing? Are you excited about that?
0: Um, I'm terrified.
1: <laughs> I think it'll be fine as long as none of his words make it to the final product.
0: Well, we'll we'll see how that goes.
1: Has some very smart editors like Frank. This is this is a young adult novel. You can't. You can't
0: just. You can't just have thirty pages of the N word.
1: <laughs> the scene where the, a son cuts his mother's head off. You can't do that.
0: Yeah, you acceptable. can't just use the word broad as punctuation.
1: Broad. Uh, that's a double down up ion on Xerxes, the fall of the house of Darius and the rise of Alexander. Is it? Why is it the title so long too? It's a very long, I it's guess the
0: longer the title, the smarter the the author is. Did oh, you know that?
1: I did, I did not know that. I'm gonna have to make some changes. These, these Isola guys
0: are just stupid.
1: Speaking of short titles, our next book, crude number one, uh, Writer creator Steve Orlando, artist creator Gary Brown, colors Lee Luffridge, letters Thomas Maurer.
0: I ain't overly wild about this. I don't think it's poor, but I think that something about the storytelling irks me. I don't yeah. think this is this is Orlando at his best, and I feel like I feel like with each Orlando thing that I read and don't enjoy, and I feel like that's been everything that we've been reading lately. I'm becoming less and less of a fan.
1: I'm. I think this is interesting. I think it has a lot of potential.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and I want to see where it goes if it becomes more than makes it. It's more than just a John Wick story. It's more than just a dude goes and gets. It's more than Death Wish. It's more than just another Punisher. You know, it's more than a father gets revenge for his son's death. Like if it is the journey of a father to, uh, like trying to redeem his behavior and, you know, and can actually, and speaks deeper than just, I go punch people or shoot them. Then I'm like, that's what I'm hoping for. And that's why I would probably check out an issue or two or more of this, or at least pick up a trade, Cause I like, that's a story I'm interested in. I'm not interested in the simple, I son die. I go kill. That doesn't, mm-hmm. that's not that fascinating to me. Um, It is a, it's weird. It is weird. And I like, I can't put my finger on exactly what it is that about the, I don't know if it's the writing or like if, if it's like, it's in, in, it's set in Russia. I'm not sure if we're supposed to be like, how we're supposed to be reading this dialogue. If it's like, that's always weird to me when you're, you know, it's obviously we're reading in English. These people don't speak English. So it's just, whatever they're saying, this is what they're actually saying. I always, I'm never sure what to believe about that. But I'm kind of a, I think I'm like a mushy buy on it. Like, I want to see what, I want to see if it, how, if it fulfills that potential. The, like, this issue, it's more that that's what interests me. I think this issue Mm -hmm. is, like, fine.
0: Yeah. I come away mostly cold on it. Um, It is that same Punisher John Wick reheated trope. I'd say the only thing about this that feels kind of unusual is that this guy is like some kind of bisexual polyamorous kid. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like, and that just feels so thrown in um, for Steve Orlando's sake. And I mean, maybe that is really central to the plot. Maybe this is going to say something about like like human and gay rights in Russia. Who the fuck knows? Um, but I I'm pretty thoroughly not hooked, and I don't think I want to read color palettes where like everything is blue and gray. You know, I I want to I want to spend my money on something that's a little bit. If it's gonna be if it's gonna be a little grim dark like this. I want to be hooked more. So I'm not really taking a lot from this. I'll forget about this in two weeks. So I I think I'm just a pretty firm do not buy.
1: Okay. I think I'm like probably four mushy. Yeah. I'm a mush meter four. And that's, that's, I'm, I I want this to do something about, like, if this becomes more about character than about shooting, that I am interested. But you know, I will. It's like read a couple more issues or read the trade. That kind. That's my level, my interest level. I would say. So split decision. Crew number one. Our next book is The Immortal Men. Number one. Storytellers: Jim Lee, Ryan Benjamin, and James Tenney. The Fourth. Inks: Scott Williams and Richard Friend. Colors: Jeremiah Skipper and Alex Sinclair. Letters: Car- Carlos M. Mangual. Part of the New Age of Heroes. Along with, uh, what was it, Sideways and, what was that, Hulk got damage?
0: Damage, yeah.
1: So another one of those. Spinning out of Dark Knight's Metal. We even get to see the Batman who laughs in this one, Eric.
0: Ho- hooray. <laughs>
1: Your favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you tell me what happens in this comic book? <laughs>
0: um everyone shows up and says their name <laughs> I, would, th- I think that's I think that's the main th- wh- I think that's what happens that's what this book is people show up and say their name that's that's what's that's what this is um i mean it's largely like, i don't get this kid too much that he's conflicted he's got like some powers he wants to go to fucking x-men school and, like, Green Lightning, the shadow is shows up, and the book's over. Did I get it right? I Did I, I get a treat?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. I, I read this, and I had to read. You go back and you read the solicitations for issues one and two, and you're like, oh, okay. That makes it make sense. <laughs> but this comic book has a lot of dialogue in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: And despite, how like, Isla has, like, maybe an eighth of the amount of dialogue, and yet it reveals, like, a hundred times more character than this book, like, that kid sure says a lot of words, and has a lot of narration, still don't know much about him, other than his name, and he has powers, and he sees a, a therapist, like, and his parents are worried about him? All right, that's how, oh, his parents are worried about him. Oh, got it, Cool um he has friends i i don't I, I don't know much about him despite how much time they spend with him i don't there's villains um and heroes i guess they are i don't know we don't know much about either th- this, they're the immortal men i don't i don't know what that means i don't know what i don't, I don't know what any of this means
0: uh, they did say their name though so that's that's true you you, you know what you know what book I, to buy. i that, the t- it's on the front page i would I can I
1: can glean in that.
0: Yeah, but you have to buy the next one.
1: Uh no, I do not. It's also
0: uh, called the immortal man. I,
1: I don't. I don't. After reading this one, I do not want to read the next one. Uh,
0: this, I I think that there's there's almost like based on the way that um it's not the Incredibles. Why am I so dumb? Um, what's the Fantastic Four DC book? What can I think of it?
1: The Terrifics.
0: The terrifics, yes. Forgive me, uh, use the wrong superlative. Um, <laughs>
1: How dare you?
0: That there's like this push in DC to s- tell stories in this. I mean, I guess they never really stopped, but it's it's seems weird that they're getting like a tenian or whomever. It's like don't tell stories in your own style. Tell them in this very big, wordy, bombastic. Rhetorical superhero style. Um, the terrifics feels like kind of even a little older than this. This, I guess, it's the Jim Lee artwork that really makes it feel dated in '90s to me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I don't know. That's a market. That's a comic book buyer. It does feel like it feels like comic people are still trying to cater to the comic skater crowd. You know, the people that think that comics are dying and this kind of, you know, frothy gray mess is like, it's what they want. But I, I don't know. It, it If I switch off part of my brain, like I can enjoy parts of it, but really there's no substance here. And I, God, this is definitely not, this is definitely not Jim Lee's finest hour.
1: I, yeah i don't there's nothing about it that appeals to me mm-hmm um I, I it's too for all the words it has it 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 uses them very poorly i don't mm-hmm. i it, it i think the entire this whole issue is structured very poorly i feel like it i i i bought a comic book called the immortal men i do we still need to do this structure it it feels like the first issues of the new 52 Again, that's what this feels like. It feels very much like here is a uh, died in the wool way to write comic books. You have, uh, boom, flash of the hero, boom, flash of the villains, boom, flash of the hero, boom. And then just, and we, they have a lot of narration to make sure you know exactly who's who. And then at the end, you introduce the team, and here they are. And then get you hooked up for number the second issue. And it feels like the most formulaic and boring way to introduce this team. I don't know if they expect you to have read Dark Knight's Metal if you're reading this comic book. I, but regardless, it I don't it's not good. Do not buy this.
0: Yeah, I can live without it.
1: Um, double do not buy the Immortal Men number one. Our last book of the week is Exiles number one, uh, written by Saladin Ahmed, pencils by Javier Rodriguez who also colors page four, uh, with inks by Alvaro Lopez and the rest of the colors by Jordi Belair. Letters Joe Herrmannia. Have you ever read any Exiles?
0: Mm. mm Completely off my radar. No idea what it is.
1: Uh, I've read. There's been a uh, multiple iterations of them. Uh, it's it is very much exploring what if universes, and you know they go. It it's like uh, does that show sliders. Mm. Hmm. It's kind of like that. There's been multiple permutations of the same idea, even in Marvel comics. But uh, Exiles were all diff- people from different universes that were exiles. You know. Um this is a new Exiles book uh with Blink and uh Watcher Nick Fury finding a special time thing. The what the hell is it called? <laughs> the the talus terrace taris, taris something? Talus. I got it. Good um, job. We d- we do meet days of future past Kamala Khan, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm into it.
1: I am also into that.
0: Yep. I'm into that.
1: Who just goes by Con? Mm-hmm. Carrying, she's
0: br- got a she's got a cable gun. I was about to say the exact same thing. It's because it's a fucking cable gun, bro. It is. It's a BFG. She knows what's up. Man, if you're coming from a grizzled future, you better get yourself a fucking cable gun. You need it. Yeah,
1: it's not. She's safe. even got.
0: She's even got like weird girl cable on her team, with Mole Man glasses.
1: <laughs> Maybe she has bad eyes.
0: Hey, she just came from the opt the optometrist. (laughs) Someone's got to drive for her.
1: I mean, she she's riding that it it looked like that the little there's a I don't know what's going on. There's there's a wolf man in that in that uh, little tank they're driving to.
0: I mean, bro, if you could have if you had a wolf man like riding shotgun for you, Mm -hmm. you know, with a a cable
1: gun,
0: yeah, with a cable gun. A little forearm lizard man with like a crazy scroll chin. If that was your posse, man, you been you'd be that that's that's good. That's large. That's good life right there.
1: And then they run into Iron Lad from old Young Avengers. Kang, Young Kang. Young Kang. Pre evil Kang.
0: Says a rapper. <laughs> young Kang.
1: Young Kang. Uh how do you feel about this?
0: <laughs> it's ridiculous and it's fun. Um and it looks nice uh and i'm rooting for it i suppose any problems that i have from it i uh i can more or less shrug off because i think i'm gonna have a good time reading it and ultimately that's what i want out of a comic book you know i want you to show me some fun ideas and some you know make me laugh show me some fun action let me have a good time here this is this is doing it
1: well next issue tessa thompson joins the team with, Which with is
0: Tessa Thompson.
1: The what, Valkyrie? It's basically okay. just
0: her from Thor Agron. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's. I was it's, seeing that and I'm like, okay, so she's that now. Which, whatever, that's fine. Like, the reaction to her was fucking huge. And there's. I, mean, I don't know, whatever. Plus, there's no reason not cartoon, to do that.
1: Cartoon Wolverine.
0: That I'm a little softer on. I'm just <laughs> going to put that out there.
1: Is this is uh,
0: Janelle Mone. Um as the main character, is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, she she did have hair kinda like that at one point. That's who I'm thinking of.
1: Um I I, I agree. I think it it's a little clunky, a couple parts. hmm I think that's probably because he's trying to get a lot of stuff in and this he's trying to get this part of the story done. Feels like it is like here, here's all the plot, let's get it out of the way. Hey, here's Kamala Khan. Isn't it crazy that she's, like, Cable now? And then you're like, hey, remember Iron Lad? Young Avengers was good. Uh, oh, wait, no, it's Zombie Galactus is eating stuff. That's bad. Zombie Galactus is a langleer. That's not good. It's not even Galactus. It's his head. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just a Galactus head just floating around.
0: And when, you know, when someone beheads Galactus, he just starts eating time.
1: I think there's somebody in there.
0: Somebody in there piloting the Galactus head?
1: I think so. I think there's somebody in there.
0: It's pretty legit.
1: I think they're using that as a, his head as a big spaceship.
0: Spaceship head,
1: and then eating stuff, eating eating planets or whatever.
0: You know, I followed Saladin Ahmed a long time ago, and mm-hmm. then subsequently forgot like what he did. You know, he was just some guy putting witty tweets up, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's writing my comic books. His, I swear to God, that name Saladin Ahmed sounds like he solves all of his arguments with sword fights.
1: He uh, is writing a Quicksilver book, which I am very excited about.
0: How familiar with his writing are you?
1: Uh, Black Bolt's really You're... good. Yeah, yeah, Black Bolt book is very good. We should read it for uh, book club at some point.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll read anything you tell me to. Anything? I don't know. About Particularly that. <laughs> if it has time eating Galactus heads.
1: Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a buy. I have, I have minor misgivings, but it's just too much fun. It's I, ever since I saw the team, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably gonna like that. Those, that's a good mix. It's a good fun... It's so like, hey, it's Miss Marvel, but she's Cable. Mm-hmm. And, and she's got a
0: backup Cable. A
1: backup Cable?
0: Well, he's mm-hmm. gone. But the, she's... Yeah, she's gone. She's gone. <laughs> well, maybe for now. She's gone. Maybe. Yeah. We'll
1: we'll get her. We'll get her back, hopefully. Or she's gone forever. Who knows? Mm-hmm. In a, in a blink of an eye. Uh, Are you just a straight-up buy, Eric? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Double buy on Exiles. Number one. We can... Move on to our next segment. It's time for Checking In. Checking In is part of the show. Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to the past couple weeks. Um, stuff we've done or played or seen or, or whatever. 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 Whatever we want to talk about. Eric, you said you were you teased me about sunburn.
0: Mm-hmm. Some sunburned.
1: Why'd you get sunburned?
0: I went outside and lit myself on fire.
1: Oh, don't do that. Yeah. Actually, God, did you
0: hear that? There actually was a... Yeah, I that saw that. Immolated. Yeah, I saw that. That's god what what nuts. What That's... what a crazy world.
1: It's very brutal.
0: Um I participated in an event my friend was throwing with um some of the biggest artists in Tampa and St. Pete uh called Tampa Bay Fresh Fest. It was a local business that basically wanted their whole building covered and um it's looking like we're going to be doing this once a year going out and blacking out and redoing all the murals on the wall. So it's a pretty cool and exciting thing. I uh, had to redo my mural twice. My first sketch didn't really look very good in the space. I just didn't feel good about it. So I did it over. Um, then the the owner of the building didn't really enjoy the work that I was doing. I was doing a picture of Venom, which I'm sure you've seen
1: Mm-hmm. I like it.
0: I did, I I did put it on my Instagram. Yeah. yeah. It, it only exists in picture form now or as a layer behind my current mural. But I spent uh, all day yesterday uh, put on a lot of sunscreen, but there's always I missed a couple of places that you just don't think to put sunscreen on. And after about, you know, eight to 10 hours of painting in the sun, it, it hurts a little bit, but I have not. I have finished enough my mural, um, just d- don't quite feel up to sharing it yet. want to, want to work on her a little bit more, but, um, it's been good. It was a really excellent event and I look forward to participating in it next year. It was also good to, you know, be around some incredibly talented people and watch them work. It was really exciting. So that's, that's all I have. Good. God. That's my whole life.
1: That's so your whole life?
0: Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't know what it is about painting mm-hmm. in the sun for that long. I've just, like, I napped for three hours in the middle of today. day. I am just so listless. It really took it out of me.
1: The sun sucks out your energy.
0: It really did. Florida this heat. Is ridiculous. Florida oh, heat God. Ain't,
1: Florida heat, ain't nothing to joke about.
0: Yep. Ain't nothing to fuck with, as yep. they say.
1: It's uh, Productivity during the summer months in Florida drops 30% in outdoor in outdoor in construction work specifically my my father's company you they literally plan around they're going to get 30% less work done because it's so hot yep Definitely. i don't know how
0: i don't know how people's lives like that's just what they have to do it's absolutely brutal
1: i drink a lot of water
0: mhm well i did not actually i'll check in with this too I did not drink a lot of water. I actually was day drinking all day. Um, that will not help. It did not help, no. I'm sure that's a big part of why I was feeling really listless. I never got drunk all day, even though a whole day of day drinking and then drank a bottle of wine because tonight, that night was drink and draw. But um, local Tampa Bay artist, Matt Callahan, um, alias Man Made Murals, was uh, murdered outside a bar in my neighborhood and it really messed me up. He uh, apparently got into an argument with someone that he knew at a bar not too far. Apparently it's on Gandhi. I live basically right off of Gandhi Boulevard. He he I didn't even realize he lived as close to me as he did, but um got into a uh an argument with a guy and went back in to sort of make peace with him apparently. And the guy, like, followed him out and, like, brained him on the back of his head or something. Apparently, they knew exactly who it was because everyone saw the whole thing happen. And Matt died after, I don't know, about half a day in the hospital. And, you know, this was kind of casting a shadow over Saturday's event. Like, because all of us knew of him. Most of us knew him. And... You know, some of his best friends were there. He was a really, really good guy. And God, it absolutely sucks. We're already talking about like, you know, some kind of memorial ceremony and what we can do to, you know, do to honor the guy. Because they're, I don't know. It it really had me messed up because I found out about it Saturday morning or maybe late Friday night. I found out that that's how he died. It was like like late Thursday or early Friday that the news even broke, but it's just an absolutely insane thing to happen. And the 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 art community here is really pretty pretty blown away by it.
1: Don't uh, don't hit people in the head.
0: Yeah, man, don't don't. This is an asshole thing to do. Don't do that. I'm I'm not. Uh, all all kidding aside, I hope they put that guy in jail for his whole for the whole rest of his life. Because that's the worst thing I ever heard. Anyway, well, you want to talk about video games?
1: <laughs> uh, I have a couple video games to talk about, Eric. Uh, I don't please, know. Please
0: do. I don't know. Please if, talk about something happy.
1: Um, I don't know if I. You probably would. I don't know if you. You'd probably like them at least. You'd like the. their them at least abstractly. <laughs> uh, the first one is uh, I've played a lot of. I played uh, it's an RTS called Northguard. Mm-hmm. Where you play as different van different clans of Vikings, uh, trying to conquer wilderness and uh, you know build up your base and destroy beat be the other guys like an RTS like you do in those games. Um, it is it's a lot of fun. It has the exact right amount of complexity for me, and doesn't require I I the the problem with a lot of art I like like. I guess I like the idea of RTSs a lot of the time. Like, it's a very fun idea. We're like, oh, yeah, you start the game, you got to build up your base and you got to mine resources and do all this stuff. Like, that's a very fun idea in, in in, in like, thought. But in practice, I start getting bogged down and it's too many things are happening and I get overrun. Uh, I'm not good. At, I'm not fast enough with my movement and my clicking to get, oh, I need army guys to go over here. Oh, wait, I also need, and I'm like, 10 things happening once and I lose. And (laughs) that's not a lot of fun to me. Um, this game has, I, I think the right amount of micromanaging that like enough to like keep me engaged, but not enough that I lose track of like everything that's going on in the world. And I'm like, so focused on one little small thing that I lose track of everything about my base or what I'm fighting or what I'm trying to do. Um, the different clans basically separate or your different factions, give you different starting abilities and different bonuses throughout the game as you're like worried about food and wood and building new bases and building up an army and all that stuff. Um, the big, I think, the biggest mechanic in it that is different from a lot of our other RTSs is it's called Northgard. You are a Viking. There is a seasonal, a time mechanic where in winter... Everything slows down. You eat more food. You burn more wood. So for like three quarters of the game, you are like, you're always thinking of, okay, winter when, where am I compared to when winter is going to happen? Is it spring? Did winter just end? Okay, I can build a lot of stuff because I will build back up my reserves by the time winter comes around. Am I about to hit winter? I shouldn't build things. I shouldn't launch this attack in November because everything i everything i do all my soldiers everything i need will be less effective because it's going to be very cold and then even sometimes you get blizzards and super winters which really hurt you uh and pretty much shut you down totally so that is kind of an ever-present threat that everyone has to deal with and it's interesting in in how it changes how you think and how you prepare how you plan your base, how you build up your resources. There's there's a lot of different other, there's a lot of different ways to win. You don't necessarily have to like just win through military conquest. You can also build up your fame. You can some maps have specific um very specific objectives. You can do that. Instead, there's a lot of different you can if you do enough research, you do enough lore as they say in the game, uh, which builds up your tech tree. Uh you can win that way. So it has a uh, more than just hey, you need to go kill the other guys to win you can win a lot of different ways. There's also NPC factions on the board which you can also either trade with or fight. You know, you can decide how you want to deal with them. There's a lot of different things moving and mixing around. Uh it has a very fun, charming look to it. Um reminds me of old Warcraft in a lot of ways.
0: It does look very Warcraft, almost Warcraft 2.
1: Yeah. It's there's no there are monsters but you don't play as monsters. Um you know, there's kobolds and uh, un- draugr undead guys uh, and stuff like that, wolves and bears and stuff you have to fight. But there's no you play as a different permutation of Vikings, which they have their own abilities and their own hero units and stuff like that. But it it has the right. I think the th- the thing that gets me uh, like that got me is the thing. It's just the right level of complexity. I don't need mm-hmm. something super complicated. I do not count my apms. I'm not gonna you know. If I'm playing multiplayer game, I'm, you know, I don't really want to be brutally destroyed in a second. You know, I just want, <laughs> I want a nice time. Mm-hmm. Um, the other game is a game called Minute. That's M-I-N-I-T. Uh, it is a very simple looking game. Like, like I think it's just like two color, black and white, With and yeah. you're like a... It's similar to Zelda, like, very uh, Legend of Zelda, original Zelda, um, top-down action RPG. The, tr- the, the, the trick of this game is that every life you have is a literally a minute long. So you have 60 seconds to do a thing. Um, like, the things you do in the world persist, and the th- the items you unlock persist, but you, you that version of you dies after a minute. So you usually have one very specific goal you want to do in that minute, and you're like, okay, I need to go kill those crabs for that guy. So you, you run over to where the crabs are, you kill them, you go find the guy, he gives you a thing, and like 12 seconds later, you die. And you have to go, okay, so what did that get me? Okay, it got me to this area. You unlock new starting positions, so that gets you start gets you starting closer to, to where you need to go. You end up unlocking a lot of shortcuts between areas, because you need them. But it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, and it's very much, like, puzzly, because you really have to... Okay, so you're like, I have a minute. And so, like, how long would it take me to do this thing? Well, much longer than a minute. Okay, that's not the answer. Uh, do I, I need to go get through the other side of these caves and unlock this other position so I can start over here and then go through this desert or you know, whatever. Very, various fantasy kind of tropey things that they play with. It's very, it's kind of winking a nod a lot of the time about how you need to get quests done and stuff like that. They're like, they're aware you only have a minute. Um, it's cute. It's a lot of fun. It's not like incredibly deep, but it's a very like fun jump in, jump out. You play five lives, and it's five minutes. You know, if you die, it doesn't mean anything because you just start right back
0: where you were. I think it's actually it's it's funny, it's interesting because I discovered this game minutes before we started recording, and I was going to ask you about it. So it's funny that you're checking in with it. What what platform do you have it for for your computer?
1: Yeah, I have it on Steam.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think I saw it in Steam and didn't think much of it, and then someone on Twitter mentioned it, and it, have, having seen it twice, it stuck out in my mind.
1: I think it's like ten dollars. or something. It is ten
0: dollars on the on the uh, on the itch.io for right. them.
1: It's it's a it's a fun little game. It's a little bite sized thing, you know. It, it is it is something I'll play in between other things, or if I just want to jump in for a second, I'll play it occasionally. It's fun. Uh, that's it. I don't got much else video games you do like them I'll be uh, I'll be talking about dad of war next time we converge
0: I was gonna just just saw that in my feed too are you spying on me
1: are you saying that it's possible that our interests overlap on Twitter Eric
0: I don't think so. That's
1: not possible whatsoever.
0: I don't. I don't think that's possible. That's
1: no. Not, yeah. I, so I'm definitely spying on you. Yes. If that's what you're mm-hmm. asking.
0: That sounds like you anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm. I'm. I mean, Twitter does randomly just say here Eric Z, and like this. I'm like, well, okay. Thank you. That is.
0: That is strange though. I get that a lot. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's mostly furry porn, right?
1: I mean, half. Only. Ha- it's about half, and then the other things are like very like, I don't know, like productivity art things. Or just, like, some artist going, like, this is how I feel about art. I'm like, yeah, that sounds... Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you, Twitter. Now we're in a world where Twitter is the least... Less evil of the social media platforms. Mm-hmm. It's very... It's a strange place we are. We are we're We're. We're. Right. We
0: need to burn it all down <laughs> and have something that is more neutral. Mastodon? Nah, they've been shit ever since Crack the Sky.
1: It's a good... It's a funny... It's a good joke for me.
0: Yeah, it's that's <laughs> true. You're the target audience because you know what the Mastodon social network is, and that Mastodon the band, which is a band, has been terrible since Crack the Sky, which is an album that is not terrible but was the beginning of the end.
1: If you like that album, you'll like all. You'll probably like all their most recent albums too.
0: Yeah, I I did think that uh, they're... they're... 2016 or 17 album emperor oh. sand or something i think is what it's called i thought it was okay but it really like like your your prediction of them turning into queens of the stone age becomes more and more true with each album it's almost frightening
1: i don't uh, yeah i, I don't uh, mm. there's a uh, queens of the stone age and lp mashup lp i've run the jewels
0: yeah 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 very also good. of LP,
1: yes, of, of him as uh, his solo stuff as well. But there was a guy who mashed up his beats from his solo stuff, his his uh, production, his, his uh, the Killer Mike album that he produced, plus Runjules mixed up the beats with Queens of the Stone Age. I like that more than Queens of the Stone Age.
0: Well, it's, LP is um, he's a good producer, pretty good. Yeah, he's a good, he's pretty good. I really like most people. I wish I knew what was going on with him and Aesop Rock.
1: I wasn't aware that there was a schism.
0: Yeah, they were friends a long time ago, and they—I might have even told you this before, but I, you know, wouldn't expect you to remember every word I say. Um, but yeah, they recorded an album or two together, and basically just don't talk anymore. And it's kind of a mystery why.
1: I can respect people keeping things.
0: Oh yeah, Aesop Rock in particular is a—he's um, a real private guy. Um, it's also pretty fragile, you know. Needs his privacy.
1: Ready to talk about lesbians and loneliness, Eric?
0: I mean, I'm always ready to talk about those things.
1: All right. Well, we can move on to our final segment. It's time for Neurobo Book Club. <laughs> Neurobo Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I will assign a longer collected work, discuss it in depth like it would a book club, except it's a comic book or, in this case, a manga. Um, this week it is My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness by Kabi Nagata. A raw, introspective look at someone's struggle with, I don't know...
0: Basically everything yeah. in her life.
1: Everything, yes. I was gonna Yeah,
0: say. I mean, not just her sexuality, not just her relationship with her parents not just like with her own inner monologue, not just with her job woes and her creative process, but just some days it seems like struggling with a depression and like an ennui so deep, like she's just a very deeply depressed and traumatized person. Um, I think this got more interesting the more of it I read because I there's a lot of um, very anxious artists in the world eager to publish their own comics about how they're sad and anxious. How Have you read many of those?
1: Many of them? I mean, I've, I've certainly seen some. <laughs>
0: I contributed we've, we've... to a Kickstarter that a friend of mine was in that was basically the first couple of chapters of this. You know, it was called Sweaty Palms.
1: Okay.
0: So I got my own printed copy of it, and a couple of different people that I know are in it. Um... It it does seem that like being an artist is a thing that people do because they're introverted, you know, or because they're carrying around something like this. And I think that's an odd and interesting thing about it. I did the thing that I like about this compared to all those books is that you have the full arc, mm-hmm. even though this this feels like it ends prematurely. I feel like you see more of the arc in almost every other story. It's here's how I'm anxious. Here's a thing that I do that I hate about myself. And it's more just venting, Mm -hmm. you know, in a mini comic form to where this is her really reflecting pretty deeply and realizing things about herself that for some reason she didn't realize before. And it's a lot about her path to getting a little bit better and feeling a little bit healthier. I mean and if if this is true, God, it is it is really it's it's pretty damned real.
1: Yeah, it's it's called my lesbian experience of loneliness, but it's really I and I I think most people can relate. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's like mm-hmm. the, the struggles she's going through because they are so she's I I don't know it's not like she's the only person that has trouble with their parents or trouble with anxiety or trouble with how they make art or how they will survive in the world how they'll have a job or anything like that it's just I think the way she presents it (laughs) makes it it feels pretty it's pretty universal and it because of the honesty of it 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 kind of grabs a hold of you 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 kind of it's it doesn't she doesn't Hide if it doesn't feel like there's anything that she's hiding or not like because she is like pretty open about everything and like she says a lot of things where you're like I w- if I was writing an autobiographical thing like that's pretty I don't know brave is the right word but like the way she talks about like very openly about things she was ignorant about or how she was treated at some places or how she feels like. It's, it's unafraid of displaying like character flaws and insecurities and true sadness. And it, it that's what kind of hooks me really. It, and I think it is that, that you said it, like it grew, grew on you. I think just like you read it and you're like, wow, that's very honest. Wow. That's very honest. Wow. That's very honest. Mm-hmm. And then, and it like eventually one of those things is probably going to hit with you. One of those things is going to go, Oh, I feel like that sometimes. Like I or I have felt like that or I, there was a time in my life where I felt like that, where I was, you know, everyone. I don't know. I, I think a lot of people go through trials of self and like, yeah. who am I her. mean,
0: yeah. I mean, I think you don't have to even personally identify with it to understand how she feels and feel that sympathy. Yeah. You know, it's uh, as um, I'm challenged to describe her. You know, I don't necessarily think like she's unlikable, but or like a bad person. But like as awkward, let's say, as she is, you know, I mean, I think that you still you still root for just because she is so incredibly vulnerable. I mean, it, it really sets the tone for a lot of her character, you know, when she talks about how she touched something lukewarm and it would leave a burn mark on her mm-hmm. because she was just so starving and vulnerable.
1: It is. It is how you're we're kind of introduced her and how fragile she is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, yeah, temperatures bother, affect her a lot. And like at one point she describes her, how like, she weighs like 86
0: pounds. She said 86. Yeah. And I'm in the 80s. Yeah, and that's at,
1: f- at five at five six. Yeah, and that's uh incredibly skinny.
0: She probably gained some weight. Right. Um, she talks about she e- became eating. a she became a binge eater, yeah. She
1: talks about eating disorders. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I yeah, it immediately and like the way she and it's not just like physically fragile. She's she's fragile in all ways. And I, I think because she's earnest about her struggle you have to sympathize. You're like, you can do it. You can make it. And I think it's ultimately very satisfying, is because there is some sort of it. This is not, I, I think what you said, like it, it has an arc that sets it apart from other, like, like stories like this in that it is still, just, it is a true story, but it is still a story. It has a, like, if it even, even if it ends up like there's already been a, a sequel of sorts, I think announced. So this even if it ends up being just like hey this is chapter one or volume one or whatever it still has beginning okay she's struggling here she learns she goes through this thing she learns and she is better at the end and I I I think that I don't think it's necessarily I don't think it's I don't think it's necessary but I think it definitely helps the book it makes it better because that change is something we strive for in stories like we want to see dynamic characters even if this is a true story based, I don't, you know, it says true story. And this is her, her, own writing, but you know, it satisfies that kind of general need from fiction. You know, you want dynamic characters. You don't want them to be static unless they the story demands it, I guess. Also, I think her, the way she tells the story is important. You know, the way she, the way she frames it, the way she draws herself, uh, the way she draws the struggles she faces. Um, are charming it, it's it's appealing and it makes her it, it she is it feels like she is kind of a cartoon person in a real world in the way she draws herself a lot of times and i i, I think that helps add appeal and helps sy- add sympathy you know it, it it it's a way of her to like i guess separate herself from this story to portray herself as separate from the world, you know, she seems at times very unprepared for what she's facing. And I think she's, she feels a, the way she draws herself. She even like talks about, it, I think near the end of the book, how she changes her appearance a little bit in, uh, when she draws herself, but it feels like she is set apart from all the other characters. She draws a little bit. There's a, I think there's, I felt like a slight difference.
0: No, uh, she, draws herself way more way less idealized and more disheveled you know particularly when you compare her to the other girls the escorts that she mm-hmm. hires
1: yeah
0: you know she almost looks like crayon Shinchan, chan and they look like regular manga girls you know they're very idealized and you know <laughs> it says a lot about um most aspects of this do say a lot about her image of herself. I mean, I guess it's really the core of um, what this story's about, you know. Do you think she was abused? There's not a lot of that on the page, but it's interesting that someone would feel so incredibly vulnerable and have so many, like, sort of complicated things going on you know in terms of Mm
1: -hmm.
0: almost being anorexic to i mean it's it seems like she's calling it binge eating but she doesn't at least sell herself as gaining a whole heck of a lot of weight
1: i don't i would say it i i think all i read was that it wasn't necessarily abuse at least not intentional but it feels like her parents they, that like that is explicit about her parents expectations of her are for her to be a part of normal culture quote unquote to be like hey you get a good job you have a family etc et etc cetera, et cetera. like that very like typical socialization thing so there's that and her she wants to be she's she likes being an artist so mm-hmm. I, there's that and that's explicit i don't I don't read her problems as necessarily abuse a lot of her problems I feel like are her, just her parents don't prepare her. Like one, she's a lesbian, which clearly they don't prepare for that. And so th- I think that one, uh, like, I-, I think one, we are reading it through like this cultural lens of she's Japanese and we're not. So I think there's, we have to kind of go with our base assumptions of Japanese culture. Also like there's that, like there's a part, she's a lesbian and they don't prepare her for a, hey, that's a possibility uh very clearly she hasn't had any kind of sex ed- sex education at all there's mm-hmm. she is like that's also explicit like she doesn't know anything she doesn't understand how bodies work and it feels like it that is i can definitely read that and like you're like oh i didn't i didn't know i like it feels like she g- piled all this crap together from people like from t- she doesn't have any friends either which mm-hmm. at a s- certain point like I think all these things kind of add up, plus probably, you know, undiagnosed depression or whatever, it adds up and creates this these problems. I, I don't think it's abuse, at least not physical abuse. You know, there's probably...
0: Yeah, I'm not what... saying physical abuse, oh, okay. but...
1: I mean, there's, there's certainly some sort of,
0: like... Verbal abuse and stress put on someone, particularly when they're a child.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, and it leads to things like... Um... You know that sort of pe- that people pleasing or that parent pleasing sort of mentality that she's in. Mm-hmm. Like it, it seems to me that's it definitely comes out of that.
1: No, I yeah, I, I that's 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 like just as much that like she. I think what is it? The second book, second chapter. She talks about her parent. I don't know if it's the second or third. She like there like it. She talks about her parents, and then at a certain point at the end, she's like she realizes like. I'm just gonna not have to they're gonna be angry at me it's <laughs> just the way it is like it's too bad oh yeah because um, my it's my sanity and my happiness is more important and I, I think like it's not just any one thing it is like her problems are compound upon each other
0: mm-hmm' it's often the way it is with uh, with mental health stuff. You know, mm-hmm. one thing feeds another, feeds another, feeds another. And, you know, before you know it, you're making yourself incredibly anxious and sick. And you're running not just your mental health, but your whole health into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a reason that I don't really like the whole um, model of uh, what do you call it? Uh, pharmaceutical. And the the serotonin model of mental health because i think that you know it can be as simple as oh i should pay my bills and take a bath and take care of myself and then oh wait everyone around me likes me better now (laughs) because i'm way more pleasant to be around and i mean it's the thing that everyone in in your life is rooting for you at least that much
1: they want you to be more pleasant yes
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, you see, I mean, you, and you see that in her. She's like, she realizes, like, oh, I should take showers. I mm-hmm. should, I should clean myself and wear fresh clothes. Like, yeah, it's. And I, I mean, that's part of it. Like, I don't like, I, 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 we don't get the whole story with her and her parents. Like, it's a very small part of a bigger story of about everything she's facing. I, I, I feel like her, at some point her parents should be like, hey, you should clean yourself. Like, I don't know. It, it's probably a, a, a very, like you said, a tricky thing when you are facing all anxiety, and depression, and mental illnesses. Your all those things compound upon each other. And the, hey, I, I should clean myself more is, doesn't seem like a big problem. But it actually is a big problem, and you should do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean, it... And and,
1: people... You can go finish on nah, it. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. That's um, right. Yep. I... I really like the quote unquote sex scenes Mm-hmm. one because of their, how, like how honestly awkward they are and how, how they reflect her experiences.
0: Yeah. Her realizing this sort of, um, social and vulnerable aspect of sex is really a beautiful and poignant and just terribly sad key moment. Um, in this story, it's really pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, it is kind of the they are they are what the story is kind of built around. You know, it, it, we start the story is her with one of these escorts, and then we jump back in time, and then we we run through the her experiences up to that point, and then afterwards, and her, how it's not even just how it shows us these realizations she's going through is she's like, Oh, it's not just that I haven't had sex. It's a lot more complicated than, Oh, I'll just have sex and everything will be better. Mm -hmm. It's, and she's like, Oh wait, no, that's actually what I, her analogy of like, this is like, like trying to play baseball and jumping straight to the major leagues or something like that. I forget her Mm -hmm. explicit analogy. Like I shouldn't be doing this. This is way too big a step. I need to start much smaller, but also the way she draw, like the way it's drawn, like like the way she draws herself in in those scenes and the way she draws the escorts and the way they sh- she shows sex in that it is it's explicit but not explicit at the same time
0: mhm it's it's got that um very uh girl mangaka way of drawing bodies where they everyone's very thin and lithe and idealized and also there's not a lot of detail Mm -hmm. it's it's like looking at a barbie doll
1: right and i i think in this case it really works for me is because that's kind of her understanding of things Mm -hmm. she in those moments she feels like it feels like she is like a child and she's like oh i we just bang these dolls together and that's sex and the escort's like no here let's I can, I'll, I'll help. <laughs> we can do this. And she's just like, no, I don't. I, I her, her, she draws it the way she it that the character of her feels. If it, it, and I don't know, it really communicates that that sad awkwardness of like, oh, I get it now. I don't need. I I need more than just sex. this, this is not. This is not helpful.
0: I feel like there are a bunch of incels that need to read this book. And by incels, I mean male incels. I guess she she kind of she kind of fits the description.
1: Yeah. She's a she's a, she's a dork.
0: Um I think it's not that she's a dork. It's just that you know, she's just so vulnerable and bad at peopling.
1: Well, that's what I that's how I would describe it. I
0: dork. just well, I just wouldn't paint it as a negative because, particularly looking at it here, she is just an extraordinarily vulnerable person. Well, I don't. I don't. I and don't I, finish your thought. Well, I was just gonna say I that is definitely how I read her, and really most incels too.
1: Well, I, I don't. D- I don't necessarily because, mean it as like a pejorative.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I just think that it it easily comes off that way. I mean, and, and you know, someone is dorky. They don't know how to. They don't know how to talk to people. They don't know how to not be awkward. But I mean, I've 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 known a lot of nerds in my life, and that's that that's why people read and do nerdy things, because it's easier to learn about how to interact with people through books and movies than by actually doing it. If you're scared of people,
1: that's the other uh, fragile is one word I would paint her with. Fear Hmm. is the other one. She is afraid. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely.
1: Afraid of everything
0: well i mean there has been beyond just being afraid you know it's easy like the part in here where she compares like can't try to lazy and while you know she talks about they may look they may look different like i think that there are people whose mental health has just deteriorated so much to where it is laborious you know someone with like a generalized anxiety disorder or something like that that like just going outside the house or whatever is like a real hard challenge for them you know Mm -hmm. some people that's just that's just what it is um
1: it's the you know it's the 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 spoon analogy
0: yeah which is it's a it's a fair one yeah um or, you know, do you want to ex- you want to explain that, um,
1: I mean, it's it's for, so it's yeah, uh, it's I may miss some of the finer it's details, like you, but well, it's like
0: well, it's like you start out with so many spoons and with everything, everything has a cost that you yeah, everything that you do during the day, you're like, well, that there's a spoon, there's a spoon. It's it's weird and arbitrary that it's spoons. But like certainly people that I know use that mentality, like, oh, well, I'm I, I've run the fuck out of spoons.
1: The the, uh, the other nerdy way I've seen, which I really... I, I appreciate, because of course I do, is spell slots. Where, yeah. Where you have... Action sp- points. Yeah, action points. You have so many things. You, I have this many spell slots today. Uh, mm-hmm. I had to go to the bank and talk to people. That took a level 3 spell slot. Uh, so I can't do anything higher than level 3 uh, late, uh, again today. I've used up that mm-hmm. spell slot on going to the bank. And yeah. So it, it has that kind of... It doesn't use those analogies, but it it kind of is demonstrating the same thing.
0: Right. She's a person with very few spoons to give. Yeah. And that is kind of at the heart of this is, you know, towards the end of her arc, she realizes I have to get myself more spoons. I have to take care of myself. So, yeah, this is easier. The weight isn't as heavy.
1: And she... Like, the turning point is when she makes her art and puts it out there.
0: Mm-hmm. That definitely changes her. It's one of the first turning points, I'd say. She had no idea who she is or what she wanted and did not know what she wanted out of life. She didn't know how to... She definitely has a deep, deep, deep neediness, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, the the, the cutting and the the deep insecurity about her looks... Um, I, I imagine there are a lot of women sort of that I've met in my life that would identify deeply with her as a character. It's pretty fucking raw and pretty real.
1: It, the, uh, the thing that reminds me most of that we've read for the podcast is the, uh, is hyperbole and a half. Uh, book. Yeah.
0: I, I, I see that, but I like this way better because she did nothing but say okay here's where i was depressed i slept for two months ha ha and it, it just irks me so much because it's like don't put this out in front of it is irresponsible to put this in front of such a huge audience you know where this at least has an arc and it shows well i did this and i felt better and that's so much more of a positive thing to put out there. It um, it just troubles me so much when, because all of these, like, there are, there are so many people with, you know, their mental health problems, and they're telling their stories about it, and that's all good. I mean, it's not like it shouldn't be normalized, and it's not like people shouldn't um, sort of rally around that, but people aren't really getting help. They're, you know, it's like, how many friends do you have that are are talking about well I did these things to feel better and how many of them are shit posting about how depressed they are you know when people won't take an action to to make themselves better i don't know you just end up sinking further and further and people are just encouraging each other to do that more and more
1: i don't know it's it's i feel like this is I don't know if this is intentionally. It's it's. I think my biggest question about it is if this isn't like when and where is this story take place in this in in her life? You know, is this is she three years removed from this? Is she ten years removed from this? You know, how far? How is this last year? You know, is this recent? Like she's re- doing it more so obvious. Be, well, because of course it's successful, um, and she's yeah. what she likes to do. She like they I think that's also fascinating But the, the the discourse in here about how she feels way more comfortable sharing this kind of manga versus fictional stories. You know, she felt very insecure doing that and hated that criticism, but she shares this and she finds it I don't know, much easier to, to share. That's like an interesting thing to me. The question is how much of this is like, oh well, I am we'll we're, we're cut off this story at this point when I start feeling better. Like, I feel like a lot of people who make art like this aren't thinking of, like, aren't thinking of structure. They aren't thinking of, like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I need to make this m- true story or not matching, you know, a three-act structure or whatever of rise and falling action and climax and resolution. I think a lot of artists just don't, They're not thinking about that. They're just like, eh, this is my thing. I'm making this is my experiences, whatever.
0: It's true. I'm more lamenting about how it seems like the most popular things, i.e. hyperbole and a half, which is about doing, you know, everything wrong every time versus this, which is, you know, it's about doing the best with what you have. And I just, I just enjoy it so much more because she is doing the right things and it is a better narrative for those reasons i think it's more that this one she found something right where like literally every other story is just 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 commiserating about how unhappy they are and then doing nothing they're like oh man i'm so anxious i ate like I ate a whole bag of uh uh mini snickers and then slept for 2 days. Oh well.
1: I think it's a, it I think that appeal it's an easier way to appeal to people than well, than appeal to uh the struggle of improving yourself like in this in this kind of this kind of story is it's not as I don't know it's a lot harder.
0: I I get that but uh you know everything about improving your mental health situation is it is hard
1: well, and it is an
0: internal struggle well, and like I I just think that it's a bullshit unhealthy trend. I mean this is just very much about who I am and what I care about for sure. I don't know that anyone else is gonna feel this way, but it is it is incredibly nice to see something going right because yeah like you take care of yourself a little bit better you'll feel a little bit better, and if you continue to do that and manage to find support, yeah, you don't have to be a uh, uh, like a depressed like just live a ter- God, it's just so hard to read some of this but I mean, even that is a testament to it, that she is one of the most like victimized and like just just horrible life, you know, that she's carved out for herself and just all this internal mess that she's living through and she manages to make herself a little better and I just it's just a narrative that me personally means a lot to me and I think would mean a lot to a lot a lot a lot of people do you think
1: you would if it ended on if it ended without that resolution would it change how you felt about this
0: possibly yeah Um, if it was just uh, the first half where it was just like, I did this. If it didn't show her kind of doing that work, because that's what's interesting about this is, I mean, one, it's the insight into her suffering, and there's the part that you you can sympathize or empathize with her. But beyond that, like, seeing her develop and realize things about herself and realize things about her problems, like, that is a big part of what makes this a satisfying read it's not just let's look at the sick person you know and maybe i enjoy it because i'm similarly sick or maybe i just enjoy that uh, that Schadenfreude i i i enjoy one thing a lot more than the other i don't think the first half of this was hard to read but when you, you basically don't have to do a lot to sell me a getting your shit together story. That is a narrative that I always enjoy. And I think that I think it's something that people like seeing, you know, I think it it makes people happy. It, it, they can they can see themselves in that.
1: I think that story is I think the quote unquote getting shit, getting your shit together story is used, but it's all usually a very shallow version. It's usually like in a romantic comedy
0: Mm -hmm. the the montage.
1: Yeah. And then they throw out their Chinese takeout and Mm -hmm. they brush their hair or whatever. It's not like here's a, and I think that's what ultimately is the most appealing thing about this is it goes, it goes deep. It goes, it shows, it shows like, look, this 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 and this and this and this and this and this are my problems. And here is the brutal truth about them. This is a. This is how I feel. This is the things I'm facing, and like sad honesty. You know, it's hard to admit those things, and she does it without hesitation. And I really, I like the the pink and white color. Yeah,
0: so it's really no, cool. it's um, it's a really nice. It's a nice motif. It's got a nice soft look, and it, it's it's a fun layer to this. You know, mm-hmm. it goes along with the Yuri motif. I think. Right. It's very girly.
1: Who would you recommend this to? Harry?
0: I can think of a lot of women, in particular, that I would want to read this. Um, I don't think it's as much about. Um, I don't think it's as much about being a lesbian as I thought it was going to be about. But I think that there are certainly women in my life that would appreciate it, you know, for specifically for the whole mental illness uh, arc. But I think it could probably be a very hard read for some.
1: It's very real. And I think the the lesbian my lesbian experience with loneliness, I think the les is in the title be simply because they wants you to understand. I feel like it's a I feel like it is a like explicit warning, like, hey, that's what's in here. Like that, I think that it's just like, if it was a little bit more and more innocuous, maybe more honest. Like I don't like most of it is not about sp- ex- explicitly like, oh, here's my feelings about being a lesbian. It is more about here's my feelings about sexuality and my struggles with that, along with mental illness mm-hmm. and everything. I feel like the title is that to kind of prepare people for that layer I guess I don't know mm-hmm. I feel like people are very
0: then you put lesbian on the the book to make it feel sexy honestly Two i make it ladies it's I know. Just, it's a, well, it feels very like I want to sell this book to me but I don't care I I, I would agree with you, you but the, the way book.
1: she's drawn on the cover is like not sexy
0: at all not sexy at all yes
1: like there, the the woman in the foreground, the one who is presumably one of the, the escorts, is a very like kind of erotically posed figure. But then her, she's like the shy, afraid, vulnerable. I like. I actually like the cover quite a bit. Um. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I mean, I like the art direction in this. Um, I like the art direction in this quite a lot. The the whole look of the book and the the uh the line tones that it has and the half tones. Just it's a it's very neat. I I I really am I just do love the look of it. It's a very good it's a very well produced thing. I like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's very good. No argument here. Anything else you want to say here?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Okie doke. That was my, oh, les- out. <laughs> my Lesbian Experience with Loneliness by Kabi Nagata. Um, in two weeks' time, next episode, we will be reading and discussing Secret Empire by uh, Nick Spencer and a variety of artists.
0: You sound so excited.
1: I am thrilled. I cannot wait to discuss socio- socio-political ramifications of making Captain America a Nazi and how it nearly killed Marvel. <laughs> How it, how it helped close down comic book stores, hurrah! We'll be talking about that in two weeks. If you want to read along with us, I understand if you don't.
0: I I recommend reading along with us, or at least listening to us. Just grunt at the microphone about our feelings about about things.
1: Uh, podcasting, grunting at the microphone. That's, mm-hmm. my, that's, that's the title of my next podcast. It's just grunting at the microphone. It's me. It's my Tim Allen. It's my home improvement podcast.
0: That's Grunting. we need to. You need to stop joking about that.
1: Grunting. There's there are home improvement podcasts already. They exist. It's like rule. Was it thirty four for podcasts? If you can think of yeah, it, it already. If you can. I'm think unhappy of it, about this. If you can think of it, it already exists. Uh. That'll do it for us today. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at hour.com Links uh, to everything there to our Facebooks, facebook.com slash hour. On Twitter, at hbc hour. You can email us at comics at gmail.com. Uh, like us, follow us, subscribe, tell your friends, social media words, uh, word of mouth. All those things help us, and we appreciate it if you listen. You can find me on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. Eric, where can they find you and your things online?
0: You can see my portfolio going to freewillunlimited.com and see rest of the things i get up to on online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. that includes my instagram and my twitter where i'm known on both as easy goodnight
1: and that folks we will call today have a good one
0: rock and roll